Hello and welcome back to The Daily Royal, a podcast covering the daily events of all the European royal families. Today, we're going to be talking about all of the events from Wednesday, October 28th of 2020. And we are going to get started today with the Belgian royal family. So today, before we get started, just a heads up, I am not feeling super great. I don't know what's going on. Um, I'm really tired, like way more than I should be. Um, and I'm hoping it's just like a, the seasons are changing, kind of like gross, sick feeling. Um, but I'm just really feeling tired. So I'm a little low energy. Um, of course I've said that before and then turned really high energy on this podcast. So, but I'm pretty tired. Um, so we are just going to jump right into the Belgian royal family and I'm going to go to bed early. So I'm not going to post on Instagram tonight. Um, I'll catch up tomorrow, but I'm just really tired. So I'm going to go to bed in like an hour. Um, but for now, I'm still recording this podcast. So let's go talk about what happened today in Belgium. This was the only day that things are really scheduled to be happening in Belgium. Um, And so today, King Philippe visited a healthcare center, um, like a primary care facility um, in the neighborhood of De Broche um, to talk about like their specific circumstances around COVID-19. And of course, like primary care is, I mean, it's important, of course. Um, but it's not receive. it's like not necessarily under the same stress as a hospital. Um, I mean, it is, it's under a different kind of stress for sure. Um, but it, it hasn't, I mean, at least here in the States, um, it doesn't see, you know, the COVID cases and everything like that. Um, but of course, if it's anything like the healthcare system here, which it's not, but like some parts might be similar. Um, and so, you know, just like they've had a hard time too and are not getting as much attention. Um, so he went to, you know, bring attention to the fact that like other healthcare providers are out there and like they're having a hard time too um and they're under an immense amount of stress as well um so yeah it was just like an important like hey i know i'm like i see you kind of event um and then also today uh queen matilde opened the belgian sustainable goal sustainable development goals forum um where she gave like an opening address um and just talked about um, how, like, the development goals are going right now, but also, like, how COVID has impacted, um, the goals, because, like, obviously, 
the world has kind of is kind of at a standstill right now. I mean, it's not. Things are obviously happening. But in terms of, like, progress, um, the world is kind of at a standstill. So, like, issues on climate and education and poverty are just not really being talked about too much and not being... um, pushed forward in the agenda in any kind of meaningful way. Um, so she talked about that in her speech, um, and how like we can't, one single entity can't do, can't provide all 17 of the SDGs. Like that's the whole reason, um, the 17th sustainable development goal exists. Um, and it's for, you know, cooperation. So, Um, She talked about that, and um, it was really cool. Um, So then I looked at, like, the schedule. So this is the the only thing that she's participating in, um, but it is on her calendar for two days, so I think she's probably sitting in on some sessions. Um, It is held completely virtually. Like, I totally could have – there. I think the tickets are free – Um, like I could have totally gotten a ticket and like sat in on some stuff, but I didn't. Um, and so, yeah, that's what's going on in Belgium. Um, they are, things are getting tricky in Belgium COVID wise. Not that this is a COVID podcast by any stretch of the imagination. Um, but in just like my final research for the podcast just a little while ago, um, there I noticed that the prime minister had like sent out uh, a, an address um, to the nation to talk about COVID, um, and so as of right now, their Belgium isn't under any kind of official lockdown, um, but it was kind of like a request of like. We need everyone's help to make sure that these spikes are not, not, like, to ensure that we don't go into a lockdown. But I don't want to say that because, like, y'all, we're going into lockdown. Like, it's going to happen again. I don't know why we're pretending it's not. Um, It's going to happen again. And... Um, France and Germany just announced that they're going into lockdown next week. So it's coming. Just start mentally preparing yourselves. Um, I don't know the specifics of any country's lockdown. Um, I think France is the most strict at the moment. Um, but just, just know that we will probably go back into a um, watching the Royals through lockdown procedures again in the near future. Um, so that's what's going on in Belgium. Um, I'm such a Debbie Downer about COVID, but it's, it's coming back and it's never, (laughs) if you're from the States, it never left. Um, but yeah, so that's what was going on in Belgium, and that's their COVID update. I don't have COVID updates for any other countries. Um, just just Belgium. 
And so with that, we're just gonna move right on in to the UK. Today in the UK, uh, the Prince of Wales and Duchess of Cornwall visited the National Bank of England, I think is what it's called. Um, no, it is. So they were there to learn about um, how the bank has been kind of keeping things afloat. So I can't figure out if this is like, again, I'm going to relate it to an American, uh, uh, states, a United States thing. Um, but I don't know if it's like the version of the national treasury or what the national bank of England necessarily does, but they mentioned in their like social media write up about it, that it had been responsible for keeping the economy kind of functional. So I don't know what that means. Um, that's one thing, like, I don't care to learn too much about, although maybe I should start. I don't know. Um, so they learned about all of that going on. Um, and then they also met with representatives of the bank's education and outreach programs. Um, and then also had a virtual conversation with some of the like regional agents, um, presumably from if this is a traditional bank setup, like branches throughout the UK. Um, and if it's not, then like government buildings. I don't, I don't know if it's a government. Here's what I don't know. I don't know if it's a government entity or like a private financial establishment. That's what I don't know. And maybe it's some kind of both. I just, I don't know. Um, so yeah, that's what was going on publicly in the UK. Um, and so now I am going to pull up the court circular and I'm going to be super distracted about it because I'm just, I'm so tired. Um, okay, so it is, wow, gosh, it's Wednesday, which means that, um, Queen Elizabeth held a telephone audience with Boris Johnson, the Prime Minister, um, which happens every week. So then it also shows that Prince Charles had several events. Um, he visited the Royal Albert Hall um, for a meeting. Um, held a meeting with the with some representatives of the Prince's Countryside Fund, um, of which Charles is patron of. Um, and then the visit to the Bank of England. Um, and then Charles also had a meeting for the Sustainable Markets Initiative. And um, the Duchess of Cornwall met with military and civilian nurses um, with the Royal Naval Medical Service at Royal Albert Hall. Um, and this was in her position as Commodore in Chief of the Royal Naval 
medical service. Um, and so that's what was going on in the UK today with their royal family. Um, and now we are going to move on to Denmark. Today, Crown Prince Frederick and Crown Princess Mary both had extremely similar engagements in two different parts of the country. You know, I've talked about this a few times and like, I feel like I've never really come across well as to like why I miss like the royal couples being on events together. And I think it's just like, One, it just makes it more interesting. Two, like, sometimes, usually when they're together, that means I have less research to do, to be completely honest. Like, there's some super selfish motivation there. Um, but, like, it just makes it more fun. Um, it adds that element of... Not necessarily, like, the fairy tale, quote-unquote, but, like, it just adds that element of, like, special when a prince and a princess are together. Um, I don't know. It's it's a weird thing, but I just, like, I feel like I'm still not explaining it well, but this is the best I've explained it so far. I just, like, I don't ever think there's anything wrong. I want to make that very clear. I'm not speculating on anything. Um, I just, like miss it. I also think it brings such a sense of normal that we just don't have right now. Um, and that's just like another thing that like reminds me, oh yeah, we're in a pandemic. And so, and of course I get it, but I just like, I miss Royal watching in 2019 when there wasn't a pandemic. I miss 2019 when there wasn't a pandemic. Yeah, I just missed 2019 today. Um, but okay, so to start, um, Crown Prince Frederick visited the Food Nation Visitor Center, um, which is and and their exhibit that is ex um, displaying Danish agriculture and food companies. Um, so Frederick took a tour. He was in like a virtual reality simulation of some kind. I don't, I don't know. They didn't really say what it was about. Um, he took part in a discussion about, uh, the global green transition, um, regarding, you know, food and agriculture. Um, and so Frederick is patron of the Food Nation Visitor Center, which, as I found out later, when we get to Mary's event, these are things that they show off um, to international visitors. Um, I think you can go if you're just a lay person, but like this is something that they show off to the delegations to show like their different um, 
to show off like their different businesses, the Danes, different businesses and organizations focused on um, specific things. So a really cool, like, um, what's the word? Like an exposition, ex, ex mm, I can't think of the word that I want to use. I hate when that happens. Um, I think it's exposition, but it might not be of like Danish goods and services and, um, allowing them to show off their country. Um, Denmark, not just the royals, but like that's what these are used for. Um, and so then the reason that I learned that is because in the description for the event that Crown Princess Mary had today, um, it talked about what these um, visitor centers are doing. So perfect segue into Mary's event. Um, she opened the Nation of Health Visitor Center to show off Danish products and solutions in health and welfare um, for, again, these future international visitors. Um, so sometimes this will happen um, when people are trying, like when governments are getting ideas. This is a very like best case scenario of what this is, um, but like when governments are implementing um, socialized medicine programs, which I would say like 85% of the world has, but Denmark is one of the leading countries for socialized medical programming. Um, and so um, they'll show off different things to give international visitors ideas about how to implement that in their own country. Um, or if someone is writing a... Um, like a policy for socialized medicine, they will go and get ideas from different countries that use socialized medicine to incorporate, things like that when you're writing policy. Um, if you don't have all of that information kind of at your fingertips and are creating a program from scratch, you can get ideas from um, this visitor center kind of thing. Um, it's also gonna be used for a ton of other things, but that's like the biggest picture that I can come up with of what it will be used for. Um, so that was a really cool event um, that I thought was like awesome. And yeah, that's what was going on in Denmark. We did have an event in the Netherlands. I'm not gonna talk about it. I'm gonna just like briefly mention it here um, because there's not much to talk about. So King Willem Alexander held farewell audiences with the ambassadors from Tunisia and El Salvador. That's all there is description-wise. These conversations are, of course, private, and so they don't release anything about them. Um, and it doesn't feel like something that I should take 30 seconds of a introduction song to add in. So we're going to not do that. Um, and then there was nothing going on in Norway today, so we are going to move right on into Spain.
in Spain today, King Felipe uh, delivered or presided over, they're contradicting titles here, um, but he did both. Um, so he presided over the European Business Awards for the Environment, um, which is, you know, I have no idea what it's about. <laughs> um, I just didn't do a lot of research today. Um, I mentioned yesterday, like, I'm getting back into the swing of things, which is true. I am. Um, but like I also mentioned at the top, I am really, really tired today. So I know that you need to know how my schedule works because you don't, but I'm going to tell you anyway. I work, um, for like four hours in the morning and then I come home and I work on this podcast for like two, two and a half hours, sometimes three, um, and do all the things that I need to do with this. Um, and then I go back to work in the evening, um, and all in that time, sometimes post on Instagram or Tumblr or like wherever I post. Um, but I'll, I'll have done like all the basic research prior to. And I just was so tired that I did the bare minimum. I read the description. I wrote down a good bit of what it is. So I can tell you like what awards Felipe delivered and like what his speech was focused on. But I can't actually tell you what the European Business Awards for the Environment are. I know that this is a Spain-specific thing, not necessarily Europe, even though it's a very misleading name. Um, yeah, I just, I don't know a lot because I didn't retain, I read it. I read it in Spanish and then I translated it just so I could make sure I understood. So I read it in English and I just didn't... That information is just gone from my brain. So the information that I wrote down is there were five awards delivered um, for management for sustainable development, product or service for sustainable development, process for sustainable development, international business cooperation for, you guessed it, sustainable development, and business and biodiversity for sustainable development. Um, so those were the five awards. From the pictures, I haven't even watched the video, um, from the pictures, it looks like he handed out like a bajillion awards in five different categories. I don't really understand what happened today. Um, and this is not for a lack of description from Casa Real, which sometimes I promise you it is. This is just for me not remembering and not writing enough information down because I was tired and I'm still just tired. So that's what was going on there. Um, and then he did give a, a speech where he focused on um, the adapting world um, specifically for like how we need to deal with um, environmental sustainability um, and also like how much we've already learned how to adapt in COVID time. So like let's use all of that knowledge that we have now gained for other things that are not COVID specific. Um, so yeah, it was really cool. Um, uh, but yeah, that's what was going on in Spain today. It's a busier day tomorrow in Spain. Um, there are four total events, but they're all four audiences. So it'll be interesting how we talk about that tomorrow. Um, but yeah, so that's what's going on today. And 
a hint for tomorrow's episode. Um, and now we are going to go ahead and move on to the Swedish royal family. Finishing off in Sweden today. Um, okay. I'm so tired, you guys. I'm so sorry. Um, anyway, so today King Carl Gustav had a couple of meetings. He met with the new governor of Kalmar County, um, as well as the newly appointed commander-in-chief. I don't know what that means. I didn't do a lot of research, as we just talked about, but I don't I, I was always under the impression that King Carl Gustav was, like, the official commander-in-chief. Because that's how a lot of the monarchies are. But maybe not. I, I honestly don't know. Um, that's something, like, I will definitely research on my own time. Um, not necessarily in relation to this podcast, but, like, now it's just something I'm curious about. Um, so that's what he was doing. But then also today... Um, Prince Carl Philip and Princess Sophia. So Carl Philip is King Carl Gustav and Queen Sylvia's second son. I don't talk about him or his wife, Princess Sophia, very often. Um, in fact, I think, like, I did in the very, very beginning. Um, and then I've talked about Sophia once because she has been doing some really cool volunteer work at a hospital during the pandemic um but I wanted to include them because um they are doing parts of this royal tour of Sweden for the 21 counties um and I want to cover all 21 so that's when I'll talk about them but normally I don't but just as an exception, um, today they visited um, Var Varmland County, um, and this is following kind of the same um, schedule as we've seen from all the other visits so far. Um, so they started by visiting the hospital in the county. Um, and then they went to a, um, like a programming called Outstanding Single, I think. Um, that's what it translated to using Google. Um, and it's a program for mothers and their children to find, like, community and find other people, other families, like, in their, in a similar situation and have them build friendships and community and relationships and all of that good stuff. Um, and then next they visited Innovation Park and met with young entrepreneurs who created a digital platform to reduce loneliness in students during the pandemic. Um, so that was really cool. I wanted to read a little bit more of that and I'm hoping I will be able to tomorrow, um, so this is all coming from Carl Philip and Sophia have their own like Instagram account. Um, 
And so they talked about this on there, but I'm hoping for a little bit more detailed description tomorrow just for like my own benefit. Um, just to learn more about the app specifically. Then they had lunch at a restaurant called, I think, Kuli Narika. Um, Kuli, Kuli, I don't know. Um, that's the American way of saying it, um, which is like a farm to table restaurant. Um, and then they finished their day with a cultural visit to the Boston, uh, Vas, Bostonia, ah, my Scandinavian is terrible. Swedish, Norwegian, and Danish are all, they all sound terrible if I try, trust me. Um, Vastonia, um, they visited the Vastonia Theater, um, to learn about how they have been doing during the pandemic. So yeah, that's what was going on today. Um, hopefully whatever I'm feeling is just like some seasonal changes as we transition to autumn or fall as it's called here in America because we're terrible. Um, and just being out in the cold. I mean, it's not super cold, but like it's cold. Um, hoping it's just adjusting to that, but I am exhausted. Um, so I'm going to end this here. I'm going to edit out the dog barks and yeah, I will update everything tomorrow throughout the day. Um, but I'm going to go to bed really early tonight. So I will update Instagram in the morning. Um, Unless I lay down and just can't fall asleep. But I don't think that's going to be my problem. My problem is going to be sleeping too much. Um, so yeah, with that, I am going to end this podcast. And I will talk to you all tomorrow. Have a great day. Bye.